I'm glad you remembered to record. What are you talking about? That only happened once. Just don't never let it go. Never let it go. Never let it go. It's not that stable on the carpet. Just keep it on the other one. Or next to you. I guess. Wow. It's been a long time. Hello there, friends. Holy shit. <laughs> I have been gone for a long fucking time. And let me explain. I basically... He's a cocksucker. Here's your explanation. Got to go to a lot of different fucking... Um, concerts. Including this one. You want to go see Paul McCartney? Yeah, Paul McCartney was dope. Totally. And then I also saw Block Party, Franz Ferdinand, Interpol, MIA, a bunch <laughs> of freaking people. It was awesome. Wait, did Let's you actually Let's knock off right into the mic. I don't know. <coughs> Not happening. <laughs> Wait, did you actually watch MIA from a distance? A little bit. Yeah, we kind of saw it in the distance when we were like poking I our saw heads out. I saw it in the distance like, like, oh, like that's cool. <laughs> That's cool. And then we went back to the pink stage. Yeah, it was so weird. I, ex- I explained it to my sister. I was like, yeah, I watched MIA. And she's like, I thought I thought she died. Or she something about like her being like classified as a terrorist or some shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I know I she couldn't get her working visa. I don't think that's fucking true. Yeah. I don't think maybe so Maybe that's probably... Dude, working visas suck. Uh, maybe that's why she hasn't been touring for a while. Yeah. So all that shit. Yeah, it was the working visa. But it was awesome. I got to basically every fucking weekend. And then the other weekend, the last weekend, I went to see a Beatles cover band, which is dope. And that shit was off the chain. We made friends with the fake Paul McCartney. It was a Mexican dude by the name of Juan. Not lying. He was really tight, though. He also, he also said that... They play in um, a cover band in Pasadena. They play rock in Espanol. Rock in Espanol. So he took a picture with us and everything, but it was dope. Oh, my God. They gave us mimosas. It was fucking crazy, man. But, hey, we're back, and it's going to be a fucking good one because what? We're talking about a blockbuster. I mean, there's technically no way to bust a block, but they busted the Internet for sure. The series that we're talking about today is Stranger Things. We're talking about the... Fourth, the fourth season. That's another thing that I ended up doing last weekend is, you know, basically going through all of Stranger Things and watching it throughout the week and everything like that. So we're all caught up and ready to go. Yep, we are ready. So you want to go into our first beer? I guess we should. Let me go get the glasses. Real yeah, quick. I was wondering about the glasses. I was like, I looked at them. I em. just went to go chill. Em. You went to go chill them. I went to go chill. Actually, I did that last night. I like chilled a glass last minute and then I put it from one glass to the other and I didn't uh I got a fat old head and I felt all bloated. And I felt that throughout the whole night. That's what'll happen. And I just farted throughout the whole night. That's <laughs> doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good. like a good night. Yeah, it's alright. I slept and farted. So uh the one I ended up getting is called Neon Bear Hug. Or beer hug, I should say. <laughs> that was a stupid laugh, sorry. Um, yeah, it's actually from Goose Island. It says here, 10,000 volts of flavor. Neon beer hug, 7.0, holy shit. Born in Chicago, 1988. I try to go for something non, 
um, non-IPA. Yeah. Because lately it's been like a lot of fucking IPAs. Too many IPAs. There's a lot of IPAs, people. We've confronted this before, but you know, uh, that's the name of the game around here. I'm yeah. not. I'm. I'm not gonna. If it's a good beer, I'm gonna drink it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, actually, try the bear hug. Um, let's give it a snap, crackle, and a pop. There's like one version saying? of this. Yeah. But I didn't know there was a neo sign. I mean, neo version of this beer. Ooh, that's gonna give me. Yep, that's what I. That's what I was expecting. Ah, uh, that was bigger than the one I had. <laughs> yeah, but that's what that bulb's for, actually. Yeah. Oh, that air filtering. I just wanted to get the cool sound effects too. Did it for the sound effects. You did it for. You're welcome. Craft. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Cheers. Cheers. To the craft. To the craft. Mm. Tastes like milk. It tastes like an IPA. <laughs> taste. Ooh, wait. Mm. Aftertaste. What is that malt? Did you get that? There was like a sweetness to yes. it. Yes. I'm going for another sweet. It wasn't out. It wasn't in the aftertaste. It was like during it. It's like kind of tropical. Kind of tropical. Right at the end, picks up with a lot of, like, uh, I want to say, hoppy. Yeah, but um, no. not 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 like bitter Sorry, hoppiness. Like, it's like sweet <laughs> hoppiness. Yeah, I was I saying that to myself, but yeah, I was just like, mm, I know. Yeah, it's a not it's not a bitter hoppiness though. It's like the it's like Kinda the. Is. I, it, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I was chewing gun. I just feel like there's there's hops that are more bitter, and then there's ones that are more, I guess, citrusy. You get what I'm saying? Like a Simcoe. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know what I'm saying because you don't read the back of the can like I do. No, it's just you say random shit. I don't know what you're saying. You're Simcoe hops, man. It's a type of hop. That's the one that from the Hop Valley one. Mm-hmm. Is it now? Simcoe hops. He's gonna he's gonna look it up right now. Is it a thing? Yes, Yakima it's Valley hops, alpha acid Simcoe. They have it copyrighted. Look at what do Simcoe hops taste like? It is described as being both fruity and earthy. Citrusy is fruity. Okay. Um, it can carry notes of berry, apricot, passion fruit, and citrus, but also has pronounced aromas of pine. That's what I'm getting. Pine, pine, woodsy earth flavor. This feels like a Simcoe hop to me. I don't know. It doesn't say on the can. Here's in the can. The price is in the can, though. But it's good. It's real good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Little, not as electrifying as I thought it'd be, to be honest with you. But uh, definitely <laughs> there on par with, what should I say? I mean, with the rest of Goose Island's beers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I tried the regular Bear bear Hug one. This one has a little bit of a, more of a kick. This is like... I would say it's a little more better, even though it has like a way higher, a little bit more higher alcohol value. 
in it. But yeah, it's pretty good. Num num num. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's a healthy one. Yeah. It sure is. All right. Let's get down to business. Let me All see right. the breakdown. What do you got? All Actually, right. The no. Hellfire Club uh, opening 1979 incident. I don't get it. What are we doing? That's uh. Let me let me let me do this. So, let's go through episode one and four. And of course, this is the fourth season. Um, from what I heard, this the next season is probably going to be the final one, if anything. You mean chapter two? No. You mean like the fifth no, season? Va- no, the those volumes are going to be their own season, but the next season, season five, that's going to be the final Do season. Do you think that they're going to break that season five into chapters or like volumes? I think so. I think that's what the lead is, you know? Because from what I heard, like, now they're doing their, like, episodes lengthy, as we can see. What do you think about that? And honestly, they have a lot of freedom. Because Netflix, like, Netflix actually gave them that freedom to, you know, um, give them having to tell, like, that story, you know, that style. And, of course, it's, like, the highest uh, rated show on Netflix. So, I mean, of course, go ahead and make them (laughs) do those, like, mini episodes. Or mini movies, if anything. I mean, Actually, I, movies. I fucking love it. I think yeah. it, it's really dope when... Because they know people want to binge it. If you're willing to commit, you're going to commit time to watching Stranger Things. You know you're going to watch a long... You know, you're yeah. going to watch it for a long period of time. I mean, the Memorial Day weekend, I woke up on Saturday and I literally just watched, like, hours of it. Yeah. Like, literally half the fucking day. I watched it... <laughs> That's what's dangerous I watched about it like, these shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know I know. I, I watched it like throughout the whole weekend. Like I, I uh, did half of an episode like on Friday, and then a couple episodes on Saturday, and then I ended up finishing the whole thing on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I was waiting on someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Someone's a little. Someone has a sunburn about it. Yeah, I do have a sunburn about it. It couldn't be great. It would have been great. Anyways, it's great now, I guess. And this is what we need to focus on is Stranger Things now is way different than it was before, but it's, it's still evolved. familiar. Yeah. They're creating familiarities within itself. Like you could tag back to things in season one and then you could also think about, you know, you could almost see what's coming in uh, the second volume as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what do you think about the new characters? Uh, just thinking about the new characters like uh, I mean let's go into the episodes really let's start with the first one alright you know it's 19 no it starts off with the 1979 incident which is like the opening of like that whole thing and they did they did give you like a trigger warning like they give because of like recent events so that was a good call on them even though it's like you know sort of last minute but rightfully so you know but what did you think about that scene? Just like, did you feel like? I mean, two w- reasons. <laughs> this is the thing, bro. Is like, you're trying to chop. You're trying to chop it up into by one, two, three, four episodes. But you got to think about the length of each episode. It's just different. Goes. It's different. It's just going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, for me, it's like when I think about a certain part of the show, I think about 
the entirety of that whole volume. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it kind of mixes it. You could like, assemble that. It's it kind of, but it blurs the lines when it's that long too. You know what I'm saying? No. Like I, at least <laughs> in my mind, like I don't know. Like when you watch it for that long, it's kind of like I don't even remember what was. Yeah. in I mean, I get that's one. why I got like that's why I have like something to like look back and recap and say like okay, there's because most of the times like a lot of people are gonna miss certain things but for us we try to like remember as much as we can really that's what i was thinking and like, just like for that cause, cause first episode because the first episode you got the introduction of what's going on with yeah everyone. well yeah. i mean you could tell that time has passed yeah you know what i'm saying they're now like already in their clicks and stuff like that so it's like not them it's not a story about them being a the normal high school tale right no. it's them kind of being already in their cliques they're already kind of established in what yeah. they do they're in their boxes yeah i mean yeah that's one of the things i kind of want to talk about like just like Breakfast everyone's Club. like everyone's separated you know because we got like the whole crew in california and then the other crew that stayed behind in like um, hawkins and you know back at hawkins like things are like not chaotic it seems like yeah, there was an incident, the incident from, like, last season, but everyone's just, like, you know, trying to bring their spirits up, you know? And that's what that whole, like, uh, that whole pep rally was about. And just having to, like, uh, you know, bring everyone's spirit, like, as a town and shit. And then everyone's, like, been saying, like, oh, Hawkins is a cursed town. And all these incidents are happening, but, I mean, the only people that know that is her. <laughs> it's the kids that we know, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, you got to think about it from, I mean, now it's like, it also shows you fucking Hopper in Russia. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like establishing, like, everybody in all, like, different parts of kind of the world, in a sense, you know, including the Upside Down. And then now, I mean, in this season, we're starting to see, like, I don't know, that whole hidden location part later on. Yeah. That was, like, its own, like, you could tell stuff has been happening there even before Hawkins and stuff like, like even before everyone leaving Hawkins, you know, yeah, you could tell like they've already been working on something like kind of planning out Eleven's fate, you know, from the beginning. Yeah. If anything, which we get, we do get answers from that opening shot or that opening sequence. And just like, yeah, you know, it's getting a little bit more darker. So it's like, you know, I love I, that it's getting darker. Yeah. I, that's what we wanted. I, I heard from like someone that was talking about the show. Uh, especially this recent um, season, they actually compared it to like Harry Potter, like you know, like in the beginning, it was like very light and stuff, but it was like a little scary. But then as like you know, the movies start to progress, like they started to get more mature, much more like darker and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So, and, yeah, and it's going into a darker theme. But the thing is, um, the rating of it hasn't changed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah, just something that You're like. Right. I, was the last Harry Potter rated R? Were they rated R? Or no. Anything? What no? the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're keeping <laughs> that age range. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like it is getting That'll, darker. Like, yeah. More I, yeah, I would be too risky to put anything R rated. more demonic. Yeah. Especially. It's, it's kind of always been demonic, but it's like, now it's like going there in that territory. It's like getting into the Freddy Cougars. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, they, they actually, you know, I, what episode was it that they actually had him? Uh, well, I mean, you get a hint of it, like, we don't even know, like, in the first episode, but I think, like, in the third episode, they were yeah, going to Yeah, when they meet him. Yeah. That so. But, I mean, the first one is just the first one. 
You know, it's so it's kind of wow, like, lame. it's kind of like doing the establishing <laughs> kind of thing, but it introduces new characters. Yeah, it introduces I, the cheerleader chick. It introduces Eddie, which I don't know about Eddie. He's kind of weird. I think that was the point. <laughs> yeah, and it, but they also introduced the another Eddie? guy, Argyle. Argyle, the stoner dude. That is the homie right there. Yeah, I totally agree. I think what they did <laughs> was they got the two most iconic dudes from like 70s movies. And that would be like, well, 70s and 80s, which would be like, um, from the 80s, it would be, you know, fucking Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, Spicoli. Spicoli. I think that's It's it. that Spicoli's character, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then it's also the guy from um, that one 90s movie where it's like the 70s. Damn it. Days and Confused. Yes, Days and Confused. Slater. Yeah. It's like Slater and Spicoli mashed into one. Argyle. I feel like it's more like Cheech. <laughs> yeah, and, and Cheech there too. There's it's a definitely lot of Cheech. Cheech, and it's definitely like, um, I don't know. I feel like he has like his own style, you know. Yeah, you know that's what, what I'm mean? saying. But it's like the, for me, it's like a mix of Spicoli and Slater, like mixed together. Yeah, but he's not stupid though. That's the thing. He's kind of like he kind of talks like he kind of like has his way. <sighs> like he has know? a way of talking, and he's also like here. I got a piece. Under. I got a piece. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead Here and just play that. Uh, Bluetooth up? Yeah, go ahead. Let's go. Yeah, so you got that character. I love him, He's the dude. comic relief. And I don't know, just him paired up with like Jonathan, they kind of they're like uh they're like comedic relief, you know? And I didn't thought Jonathan would be a comedic relief cuz he was just like the yeah, he's like sort of like the downer. No, guy, it's cuz so you know sense. what it is is he's stoned now. Yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like when they were at the dinner table and he was like, huh, what, huh? <laughs> you yeah, know? it's like, what happened? Like, Are you okay? And like the mom was looking at him. We'll and get then, to that one. And then he was like, oh, I think I know what's wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh that my shit gosh. was good, dude. Yeah, I mean, so. That guy kind of came out of nowhere, you know, but he's fucking rad. Yeah, I'm glad we got that guy. Um, there's definitely, honestly, I thought this was going to be like the final season because like, there was doing callbacks to like, Dungeons and Dragons and things from like the first season and now they're kind of doing the same thing. They're kind of back into it, but with like new people and stuff. And um, <laughs> and it was funny because he was they were trying to like uh, find like a D and D play and they went through all the clicks and they're like, what? Like what? It, what is that? You know? Yeah, and then they ended <laughs> up. Uh, didn't they miss? What? They're like playing with them or something. Like we gotta we gotta do something else. Like we, we would love to come, man, but we can't. We gotta do something. I don't know. They, they like couldn't make they, it. Yeah, they, it's because of the basketball game. Yeah. And then it was both like, and I like how they like crossed, cutted that sequence between the basketball game and then like the D and D, and I was like, oh, that damn, was pretty that cool. That was fucking cool. I mean, I think I think that's important to do because it's showing like, um, there's still something 
competitive in each of these facets of yeah. high school life, if you will. The Dungeons and Dragons gaming group, they're having their, you know, epic yeah. time and their little, you know, hurrah. And then you get the common people getting hyped over a basketball game. You know, <laughs> I think we would be in the D&D room. You I know think, what I'm I saying? think we would be. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, drinking beers in the back. Like, it's, woo. Yeah, it's also interesting to like see that D and D got demonized, which uh, which was part of the satanic panic, and that's actually true. You know, so they're putting like part of history there, or those like little trends that happen, and applied it to like you know the narrative of, like Stranger this 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 season because it's just like yeah. They're pointing fingers now like, oh, the freak did it. And he's part of this fucking hellfire club, you know? And that's the name of that e- of that first episode. So it's like, oh, like, that's a good beginning and a good way to, like, you know, like, w- like w- in the first season we saw him, like, play innocently. But now it's, like, kind of like a, an evil thing, even though it's still, like, a fun thing that they first did in that first episode. But, I mean, I, I thought that was kind of interesting that they did that and, and they played it to their favor. Next episode. <laughs> Indeed. He's a cocksucker. He's a cocksucker. That's for you. <laughs> He's like, we're not going to play that no more. So, second episode. Um, so, this one's really going into, like, uh, well, in the last episode, they kind of found, like, out that uh, Joyce got a doll, a Russian doll. And they, and... There She's kind of yeah. There was a message in there, but and she was talking to um, what's his face over the phone, and then in this episode he came over to California, and I mean they're gonna do like that business trip to actually you know meet up with like Hopper with Hopper and get the ransom because that's what it said in the note. Well, in the note it said like a phone number. They called the number and then they figured out like um, through the phone call that oh this is a Russian guard that's actually like bribing them to actually give up the money and that way they could you know exchange it for hopper which honestly i always think like that's never there's nothing's according to plan is some shit's gonna go down <coughs> that's what i say <laughs> um i mean i i think it's crazy because it's like it's kind of fun because now you have um what's the crazy crazy CIA dudes? What's his name? The crazy CIA dudes. Yeah, the CIA dude. Wait, which one? The karate black belt guy. Oh, the conspiracy guy? Yeah. That's I forgot his name too. I'm looking Fuck, it up right now. What's his fucking name, dude? Bro, I'm just trying to look it up right now. No, but I'm saying like he has a forgettable it's like a either complicated name or it's I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. The yeah, guy we the know class. who you're talking about. This CIA and dude and He's Joyce. not a CIA dude. He was ex-CIA, wasn't he? No. He's just a conspiracy <laughs> I'm pretty sure, dude. Yeah, he's a conspiracy guy. And he believes, like, someone's always watching, someone's always hearing. Like, actually, that shit was cool because, like, when they were making that phone call, they basically, like, blocked the call. No, they didn't block the call, but they traced it to, like, another location. You know what I was thinking about? Was it Murray? Murray. <laughs> fucking Murray. Fucking Murray. Bill fucking Murray. No, Bro, not Bill Murray, but yeah. You know. Literally, when he was blocking that number and he placed it like, oh, 
this call is going to make it seem like you're calling from like South Carolina. That was basically yeah. a VPN. Yeah, he was doing VPN <laughs> shit before people, and then he was talking about the internet and shit. And he yeah, was like, which is they make a lot of references at? to like the internet. Yeah, in this fucking season, it's just like, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, very convenient. Um, but basically, Murray and Joyce end up going on. The, they they end up being the ones that are like lying, and getting into trouble almost. Yeah. In in this season, um, which I thought was a little nice little twist because usually it's the kids obviously getting into trouble yeah they're still getting into trouble but now it's like joyce and murray are kind of playing playing their own little game and saying they're going on a business trip they even made it seem like when they're at the table they're like oh um yeah we're gonna wait what did you say when he when they first came home he was like cooking and then he's all like you know i just came back california and i was driving by the 405 then i remember oh Joyce lives right there, so might as well just go over there and take a visit. And it kind of made it like kind of, I mean, it's a little sus, but it's like, (laughs) but I don't know. That's how they did things in the 80s. Yeah, that's how they did it. But I mean, going back to the kids in California, uh, yeah, one of the things we didn't mention, like 11, like we kind of get her background and then also like this season she's getting bullied she has a bully <laughs> yeah well fucking hey dude uh that whole scene made me flinch you know what i'm saying you mean cringe both <laughs> um she was fucking brutal in this but obviously it was a reason to kind of show that she has had trauma in her life and it kind of plays and toys with the viewer as far as you know like I don't know, like how how um, her flashbacks, like yeah. if she was the one that did it, like what was going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, we're not really sure what happened. We just get glimpses of like you know all the dead kids. But it's the and bully. And someone saying like yeah, like what do you, what have you done? And then the bully actually like pushed her to like you know uh, to her limits. And I mean, if she had her powers, like damn, she would have got fucked up. It's I a mean, good thing we didn't even see up. that. Yeah, it's a good thing we didn't even see that shit. Like, it's just the things that they didn't happen is, I think, the most horrible shit. The things that are unseen, that's left to the imagination. <laughs> I mean, I just, um, again, making a reference kind of to Harry Potter. It's like when they're fighting another person. It's like stand inside the circle, and they made them stand inside the circle, and they were like kind of like force pushing, like mind pushing each other. Were they, oh, out of the circle? when they were dueling, yeah. When they were dueling, that's some like Harry Potter shit. Yeah, like, they were preparing her for like Voldemort and all that shit. But I mean, we're and f- now this necromancer guy is yeah. kind of like a Voldemort guy. Mac- necromancer, <laughs> necromancer guy. Wasn't uh, the necromancer like a couple seasons ago? Wasn't that the first? It's, one? it's not a necromancer. It's a necro. Necro. Something. Vecna. Vecna. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call him. Again, another reference to like the first season, because they had they na- they were playing the D and D campaign and they were going against the Demigorgon, and then that's what they named the villain for that season. You know, I saw um, a TikTok that was actually referencing the very first season. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, kind of when Will f- was in the woods and he ran and he fell down, and you can hear a grandfather clock. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
So it's like but it's been play, in. Yeah. It, they've been leading up to this since the first season. They put the little ticks in there. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> so funny. I mean, you think? I mean, up to now, it's like, oh, do we do this yet? But like, maybe, maybe they heard that sound, and maybe they were like, maybe we could work with yeah. that and kind of tie it I th- in. Yeah, I uh, think, I think like, that would that would that's a really smart move if they did that. Yeah, yeah. If anything, like, um, again, they do make a lot of references to like '80s movies. Obviously, the whole um, whole thing with Ellen and the bully that was straight up Carrie. Well, dude, not only that, and but um, what you call it? The two characters that work at the movie store now. Yeah. It's like all they're just like they just nothing but movie. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing but movie references all day. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, like all that. How they found them out? Yeah, that's just funny. Um, but I mean, another reference is like, um, I I think what they're trying to do, especially like one of the biggest movies in the '80s, was like Back to the Future, and it's like, oh, how are you gonna put that in there, you know? But I think the whole time or that whole like theme of time i think that's like the closest thing they could do with like you know back to the future because literally like you know as we know later on we get to go back into like the past in some sense and it does play with time yeah i mean um just when you see the grandfather clock going backwards you're like okay what the fuck is going on right here Mm -hmm. and then you like kind of realize um yeah, this is definitely altering whatever dimension this is. It's altering time. Yeah. And then, like later on in this, in this, in the this volume of this season, fucking weird to say that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> is basically, you can see that it's like a major time difference of when Nancy did the diary. You know, when yeah. she wrote in the diary. Uh, we'll get to that. You know. Um. But I'm just saying, man. Like I'm, I'm, I like I told you, I'm talking about the broad picture. You want to do things step by step, but I'm looking at the big picture here. Well, yeah, Having to go into say. that, you could tell it definitely gets, you know, crosses over to that zone of time, and um, why is it like that? That's my yeah. question. Is like, and also it, like uh, the like people why, that see and the, why that time. Yeah, but also like that people, the people that get like, um, uh. I guess possessed or killed in some sense. They all see the grandfather clock, if anything. Wait, that's right. It, the portal was open when it when she first attacked the dude. Yeah. Or when the portal was opened to Hawkins. Yeah. So there's yeah. So the portals in the upside downs, like those are pinpoints where like Vegna uh, attack. Like with the trailer. Um, again, we kind of like skipped that skipped that over where the first victim, Chrissy. Again, I think that's another reference for Jaws. Because the girl who got killed in the beginning of Joss, her name was Chrissy. So it's just like a, a reference to that. And she's obviously like the first person to get killed. And then they blame it on the freak. And then they just like. Well, yeah, that's where, yeah that, that, that's where like, again, it's like getting darker now. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like see that uh, shit. another important. I mean, what what really brings the darkness, I feel, on this is the looming fate of Max's stepbrother. Yeah. Which, again, she's going through P- PTSD. Exactly. So, shit. I mean, like, that that's kind of looming over the whole... Whenever you see a scene with her and listening to music and stuff like that, she actually sees that cheerleader. By the way, she's a gamer. Roxy yeah. was watching her, tic- her videos on Instagram, and she, she games a she lot. She games? Yeah. Damn, that makes sense. Yeah. You'll be surprised how many people came. 
you know. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. But yeah. um, like you, I remember seeing that scene when Max walks across her. I think it was in the trailer for it, and she's like, "I don't know, something's something's wrong with her." And then she was like, "Oh, like she, I saw her walk out of the PSW's out, like the uh the psych the psych psychologist's office." Yeah. And yeah, that's. I, I mean, that's what I like about, like, now having, like, all these people with different perspectives because they're actually trying to solve, like, this big mystery now, which is, like, oh, who's who killed Chrissy and who killed, like, you know, all the other kids. So it's becoming, like, back into, like, um, and I mean, this the is, first season. This is what it <laughs> – I mean, but this is the crazy part is how it's kind of – I feel like this season was also making reference kind of to the Breakfast Club and a long shot and a yeah. broad – you know, because that's true. Everybody has their roles in the '80s. Like they yes. all put them in the, the boxes. You yeah, know? yeah. Especially like uh, how it was surprising to see like uh, like Chrissy having to like. I'm kind of like not sure why she wanted to get drugs from him because yeah. she was hallucinating. But you know, it turns out like Eddie was kind of like a nice guy. Yeah. Because in the beginning, he gets introduced as like a weird ass dude that's like out there. But then he kind of has, like, a humanity to him. And then you kind of see, like, oh, like... He's a geek, man. Yeah, you know? He's just a nerd. He's a sweetheart. And, and, but that's the thing. Is, like, <laughs> if you meet, like, rockers and shit like yeah, that... like, metalheads and That's that. what they're yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're really nice people. <laughs> yeah. You know? They're really fucking chill people. It's just, like, you know... You never... And this is kind of cool because it's kind of showing that side. And it's, like... Um, that guy was wearing a wig the whole time, by the way. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. So was Billy. <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever. But I mean, like, you get the freak, the geek, the jock. Yeah. You get the uh, basket case. You know. Yeah. What else do you get? The preppy I mean, girl. The preppy girls and then the burnouts. And uh, I'm thinking about Mean Girls right now. It's like, you know how, like, they. I'm thinking about Breakfast tables. Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, that definitely was from Bre- Breakfast Club, if anything. But I I just like I like those hallway scenes and how they filmed them and kind of the yeah. music the eighties music pumping in the background was really dope. But um, I mean, the, what's the next episode? Cause we're kind of going into it now. So I guess like Nancy, uh, we kind of forgot to mention Nancy. Nancy's also doing her own investigation and they go into the trailer park to see like oh what happened, and she has like that nerdy guy with her, right? And then the nerdy guy also has like those visions and he starts hallucinating and of course he gets killed after the the second episode and then they found his body and stuff. So I think this is like them having to bring Nancy and then uh the kids together. So basically like half the group is there having to uh be connecting this investigation cuz where she's going on it's a small town so you know small town yeah in this is this is this was in hawkins yeah right? this is yeah, all this in, is hawkins. Still in hawkins so I, everyone See, thinks it like, was a little confusing how you know you jump back and forth because because they're all in new places it's like yeah. fuck like where what's going on where are they again but you got to remember <laughs> like where the characters ADHD are kinda. indeed yeah so yeah, yeah I, I it's it feels like you know what it feels like it feels like avengers like when you watch Infinity War, you have like all these aspects of like different like characters and I'm like, how do they do that? Yeah. You know? And they're all joined together and it kinda seems like in that way. Yeah. I mean it makes sense but it makes sense but yeah, they kinda What's need the to third condense episode? it down. 
It doesn't say there. Because oh, I never okay. got to it. No, I'm reading it for here, so. Um, basically, like, yeah, I'm basically already describing the episode as it is. Like, they're all joining together and having to do that. Um, so is this is an episode where, like, Nancy and Robin actually, like, joined up. Yeah, they joined up, and honestly, you never get to see, like, those two characters, like, interact ever. Well, I mean, Robin got introduced third season, but then having the girls to, like, you know, do their own thing, it's kind of, like, funny to see, like, that den- dynamic. Remember? Yeah. Which was kind of annoying. They went to the library. Um, I thought it was really cool how they showed the old technology from the 80s. Yeah, with looking the newspaper. At those, yeah. Those and that's like something that's like, bro, people now and they, they wouldn't even believe that. Like kids wouldn't even believe that that shit existed unless mm. you showed it to them. Like this was real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like kid be like, what? They did what? What? What the hell? <laughs> that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? But like literally back in the day, I mean, that was a, w- that's crazy because that's a way back in the day that they were able to condense large files yeah. to something small. And then eventually they turn those things into PDFs or what have you. Yeah, you you get like yeah, you get the first iteration of that, like the first version of that. It's just like oh shit, like we come a long fucking way. Um, but also like, I mean, Chrissy was like that one Jocks' girlfriend, so basically he's like a whole thing in the storyline too to tell like him having to chase like. Um, having to uh, try to hunt down freaking um, Eddie because of course he's the freak and then Jock is like yeah like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like the vigilante and shit which again like it's kind of bringing like the whole fucking talent to, into chaos like literally like they're not even like wanting the police to handle that shit and it takes like one Jock to like actually bring everyone spirit in a different way Going back to that first episode and then coming on to this, it's like, oh fuck! Like he's, he's really, he's literally like a good leader. <laughs> you see that, um, but it kind of seems like, um, it you kind of see like what Lucas is going through with the whole jock thing, you know, because he's kind of drifted apart from like their own, uh, from where he came from, um. And I actually wanted your thoughts on this because, like, they kept asking, like, like, they kept asking Lucas, like, oh, like, how do you know this freak? And then he's like, I don't. And he's like, he's lying to them. But, I mean, before he even, like, joined up with the jocks, wouldn't they know, like, where his clicks were? Or are people just, like, that forgetful? I mean, this is a small town, no? I think it's not. I mean, it it is small town, but... I feel like when it's a high school, high schools are more limited and they're capable of carrying a higher population. Right. So maybe because it's such a small town, like that high school is like where all the small towns send their kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All, all the surrounding towns. Exactly. Here. Yeah. Something like that. I, I I don't know how like the Middle West works, but I, I think this is just our shot. <laughs> I mean... And, comes to thinking i just feel like when it's a high school there's obviously going to be more people 
they wanted to throw more characters in there, you know? Yeah. And obviously there's people sometimes from other schools that you never meet when you go to high school, right? Yeah. So, oh, right. you know, in that aspect, I, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Because I just think about it like it's not like here, you know? Like I always think like it's a small town, so everyone's coming from the same town. It's like, oh, that's where all the kids go. That's where like like you, your parents used to go too so it's like oh it's like a it's like a one way direction like everyone just goes in that one direction in that sense um but yeah it was cool i it was cool to see like how like <laughs> being a small town like they actually have like a hangout place you know like an abandoned house where they could like go and fucking drink and smoke and shit and I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool, like, to see that, like, oh, like, what do people do, like, small towns? It's not boring. Like, they find something to do. You know what I mean? And obviously, you go to Skull Rock. Yeah, if they go in, if you're in, like, like, a certain clique, like, you're going to get into, like, those cool little spots, you know? It's just like, huh? And then having to see, like, Lucas, like, fucking puke his guts out the next morning after, like, drinking, it's just like, we've all been through that. (laughs) And it's like. I mean, you're seeing a real natural evolution of an American student in the education system. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're seeing, like, an accurate portrayal of these kids, like, drifting apart. And, like, I mean, like, if you're not from America, maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe it does, depending on where you're from. But um, I just feel like it's kind of like a peephole on that kind of society, you know? (laughs) I get you. So, um, basically, this episode ends with, like, I mean, back in California with Elle. She's having trouble after, like, you know, she literally fucking hit a bitch. And she's really bad about it. But at the end of it, like, she got arrested. And then, like, Joyce is not even there anymore. Like, her and Murray are doing their own little mission in fucking Alaska. And then she gets arrested, and it's like, oh, fuck, like the fuck are they gonna do now and then out of nowhere like the fucking government or the guys that work for like that lab they came and rescued her and said like what if we could give you your powers back cause we really need you for Hawkins and then she's like alright I guess so she's on her way to getting you her powers you need to save your friends you need to save your friend. I think the most shocking thing about that is she never ate the waffles you're right. <laughs> they There's two before. instances where she, like, didn't eat the egos. Like, it was, like, where I think when Mike was trying to give her, or. You know, know when she doesn't eat cable. the egos, it's serious. Yeah. And then, like, we're at, they're at the diner, and she orders waffles, and then she's all, and then they both left, and I was just like, that was rude. She never got her fucking waffles, but then again, it's not egos. <laughs> but they were, they were about it. But, I mean, in that first instance when she gets walked in, I felt like it was such a trap. Paul Reisner. Um, yeah, it did feel like a trap. But they did bring that guy again, the uh, Paul Reisner, who... Uh, you realize that that guy was calling her a kiddo the whole time? It was the same guy from Aliens. The one that called her kiddo. I, yeah. I was watching him <laughs> in the new... Uh, documentary on HBO the um damn it what's his name Carlin the George Carlin one George Carlin he was doing he was doing uh interviews on that one really yeah huh I, I gotta see that yeah I think he's a comedian too yeah right yeah, yeah. 
Holy shit. So, um, I mean, he's just so natural in that role. I don't know about, like, something about it. Like, he's just, like, made for that role, dude. Like, he's just so, like, comforting with her. Like, he knows, you know, how she works and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can tell, like. he's good at portraying that kind of, like, father figure. Yeah, like, you could tell, like, um, between him and, like, the other guy, like, obviously the other guy is like the bad dad and he's like the good dad it's like good cop bad cop kind of deal well it's sort of the way i think about it is like yeah it's like you get your father figures but i mean you got your bad one and you you get your good ones right but then then this is the thing now l is like okay she's like this guy's being all nice to her it's the owner like okay like we've set this up for you blah 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 um do you trust me do you want to save your friends like kind of like getting her to take the bait she takes the bait yeah and then what happens she gets caught up she gets caught and, up and, and it's just like back again i feel like i don't know like in that instance it felt like she had lost trust for him you know but he she realized that he was also staying in there in that yeah. facility yeah because they just, literally they dropped him off in yeah. like the middle of the fucking desert and the dude just left yeah oh that's episode four yeah well that's a good transition over to that this one's called Dear Billy. It's yeah. So sad. <laughs> but Dear Billy? Yeah, it's called Dear Billy. It doesn't say there, bro. I didn't finish the list. I want it to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be there, too. But I kind of lagged it um, time-wise. But, I mean, going into this, like, Max realizes that she is kind of hallucinating shit. And she's getting the nosebleeds, and then you can see, like, oh, she's the one that's, like, uh, she's the next one in line. And this is where you get kind of scared for your characters, where, like, oh, like, Max is the next one. He's, like, fuck, she's going to bite the dust and shit. Which, uh, later in the episode, we learned that she didn't. <laughs> but, I mean, just going back into, like, her whole arc, um... She's obviously going through, like, the trauma of, like, you know, losing Billy, even though Billy was sort of, like, a fucking asshole to her. But in the end, Billy was the hero. And it's like... He went, oh. They did make him into the hero. Yeah. And it's like, oh, damn, you didn't expect that shit. And then, of course, it's just, like, leaning more into this season, too. Yeah. And she goes... Yeah, she goes to that grave just to, like, you know... She's, like, saying her goodbyes and shit. So it's, like, kind of, like... It's a little depressing in some sense because she literally, like... I mean, but that's what like that's the whole... That's what I'm talking about. That darkness that's looming over this season... Yeah. ...is from deaths. From people dying. Yeah, more people and are then, dying. And then, I mean, more, more people are dying. And who was the last person to die? Fucking... The little uh, skinny guy. The nerdy guy. Yeah, what's his name? Fred. Yeah. And he was a superhero. Was he? The super... Remember? Will Drew... Who's the guy that he drew with the soup, the Superman, the one that liked um, Nancy, not Nancy, fucking. Well, Will's the one Joyce. that knows how to draw. Joyce, what? The one that got with Joyce. Oh, um, uh, he was from the last season, right? Yeah, I, I know What's the actor's name? name. I forgot his name, bro. <laughs> oh my god, but that's gonna be our our it's, sticker. It's, it's played by Sean name? Austin, uh, yes. Mister Hobbit himself. Yeah, that guy was cool. That was a good. He was such a but good. But that's addition. what I'm saying. Like it, it, this, this, Stranger Things is really good at making you fall in love with characters, and then killing them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember that fucking little Russian guy too? Like 
fucking Hopper called him uh, Smirnoff, even though his name was Alexi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, that guy fucking got shot. <laughs> yeah, he dude. Got, he got shot, right? They're good. <laughs> That's how I They're good at making characters, making you love them, and then you just take them out. You know what I'm saying? Take them out, snipe them out, do them out. Fucking A. Wait, is this the one where we get to learn the... Oh, shit. So... Sorry. Um, so basically, it's just like they have. Is this the episode where they go like into the mental hospital, right? It's not really. Seen I mean, all, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all blurred. We can't do it. We can't do it like that, man. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, it's called machaca. Oh yeah, it is. So, yeah, they go to the mental hospital because like. Where everything's like leaning into, uh, based on Nancy's research, like there's actually like a haunted house. How's that? And then phone? there's actually like a haunted house that everyone claims like it's haunted because like uh, a guy literally like, killed his whole family in the house, like Annabelle horror style and shit. And that's kind of leaning into like um, the origins of Vecna. So, they basically talk to the guy himself, the dad. And it's funny how, like, <laughs> they, like, um, disguise themselves as, like, fucking college students having to, like, oh, we want to, like, talk to this guy and have for our thesis statement or whatnot. And here you go with Robin dressed, like, as, like, not really dressed as her own style. And Nancy, you know, just being, like, preppy and shit. But I literally like that whole interaction between them having to, like, go talk to, like, the, um, who was it? It was, like, the warden or it's like, the headmaster. I don't even know what's it called. That title is called. But, I mean, that was pretty enjoyable to see, like, Rami go off and shit. And that literally won him over. And he's all like, mm, I'm having a little rebellious streak. All right. I'll go talk to you guys. I- I'll go. I'll let you guys ha- uh, have a chat with him and whatnot. And then she also had to convince him to talk to him alone, too. And that kind of gave me, like, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. You know? That was definitely Silence of the Lambs kind of yeah. vibes. But Silence of the Lambs was 90s. I think it's now touching that era because we're going closer to the 90s and shit. Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, just the really highlight of that fucking episode is that the guy that plays the dad, Victor... Which they think it's him. He's like doing the serial killings. But you learn that it, it wasn't him. And it's actually played by Robert England. Fucking Freddy Krueger himself. Yeah I know. Fuck. I mean. It's one thing to like. Use your show to pay homage. To the past. And then it's one thing to get people from the past. To be in the show and like actually for a modern TV show that's like talking know? about like the homages and the nods of like the 80s so it's like bring those same people that were famous in that era which is cool yeah because they brought a lot of people for the seasons little burpee on this one huh little burpee guy I'm gonna get the other one soon man cause All right, go get the other one I'm gonna go get the other one Not bad. Um, 
I guess I would rate this one based on the quarter system. I would say like a three point seventy five. Uh it's like good but it's like not I wanna say it's great. But it's definitely like a little bit better than the uh the regular bear hug that I had like last night. It has a little bit of a kick to it, if anything. I don't know. But it's definitely like pretty golden. But now we got so I'm going to show both it to the camera L. right now on IG. Cool. And let's say this is the next one. It is the next one. <laughs> so we got the Kinky Blonde. It's from Frogtown Brewing Company. It's based here in LA. That's what it says. I'm in Los Angeles. And... This is a 5.2, so it's like a little bit lower than that. A little thing in the back. Uh, you want to read that? And it's a blonde. It's a yeah, blonde. It Ooh. I'm going to have a... a little sound effects going on right paint. there. Right there, lady. Oi. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Gonna have it in a can. All right, it says here, Kinky Blonde Ale at 5.2 is crisp, light, and effortlessly, effortlessly clean like the neon lights up this windswept city. Cascade and Williamette hops Drive your caravan home while subtle notes of citrus and a pinch of spice add a little mystery to your voyage. Sounds like Stranger Things. It's yeah, fun, mysterious, with a little spice, just like the city that gives life. It's kinky, and we love it. <laughs> well, that's big talk. It's a big talk for big man. Frogtown, huh? Mm-hmm. That's new. Okay. Let's drink some kinky blonde. Cheers. Cheers, lady. Mmm. Lighter. Ooh, a little creamy. A little bit. It's got a little bit of lactose in it. Oh. It's got a really foamy... Look at that. It's like a, what do I want to say, like wit. A little it's bit not of dry. Wit. It's less alcohol. Yeah, it feels a little dry. It's got that wit. No, yeah, this is wet. Now, like the other one would be, I feel like more dry. Yeah. Like that's usually a term that they use for wine and stuff like that. When it's really heavy in alcohol, you can it just soaks in your tongue. It's yeah. Like, it's dry. Mm, not too sure about and this then, one. But this one is more, the water is that they use for it is good. I don't know what they did to it. <laughs> you don't know what they did to it. <laughs> you know what they did with anything. But this one's definitely creamy. Mm. It's got a little bit of lactose in it. I like that. It's a lactose blonde. Yeah. 
it's not a big creamy taste, but it's definitely there, and yeah. I like it. Sick. It feels a little lighter than yeah. the last one, so it's, it's like it's good. It's okay. I feel All like right. it's okay for me. <laughs> I gotta say, the last one, I liked it, but I feel like a lot of these. I mean, that's not too the the last IPA, the Neon Beer Hug. I feel is a lot of the same kind of sculpin, sculpiny tropical. Um, I mean, high volume. It's almost like a hazy to me. I don't yeah, know. that's why I was like saying like it's the little IPA ish for not being an IPA. Yeah, but it definitely goes into that realm. It's like, eh, I like it, but it's not my favorite. I would say, but yeah. Anyways, uh, so we commence. What did I didn't mention the fourth episode? So, what about when they're trying to fight Beckner? The fourth episode. Yeah, that's why. Like the fourth episode ends up her confronting Vecna and shit. It's the Vecna man. And they go into like, and when she's getting possessed, they go into like that trippy like red realm, and then there's like parts of the house that they go into. I fucking love that shit. That shit was like freaky, and that's. I love that shit. Was so cool. I fucking love that shit, and that was all. I think that was all green screen. Yeah. And they did like that's where all unreal. the money went into. <laughs> they did unreal on that that whole fucking funeral scene where she lifts up in the sky too. That was all green screen. That whole that whole cemetery was fake. Really? Yes. This is in the cemetery. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. All right, I'll look into it. Damn. I'm telling you, it's it's real what they did on this show. It's yeah. they. I think technically they did cross a lot of bounds. I'll look into it right now, actually. While yeah, from talking. what I heard, like uh, I heard that every episode of this season costs like thirty million each. Oh my god. Yeah, so they're like amping up like their game in terms of budget and what they could bring on that budget. But yeah, that shit was fucking cool. Like. Just going into that realm. Well, basically, she was in the upside down ish. Or, like, basically, Vecna's role in that sense. But the thing that brought her back was, like, playing that song that she was, that she likes, you know? So, like, the kids had to figure out, like, oh, what's her favorite song? And it was actually music that saved her. Music. <laughs> and yeah. it was 80s music and shit. Yeah, I mean, well, they live in the 80s, so that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> So, <laughs> but they were doing tribute to the Walkman and stuff like that. Yeah, and she, yeah, definitely bringing back like, well, not bringing back, but they're going into that '80s era, and obviously they had like the um, the Walkman there. And I like that line. Well, this is going more into. Well, let's go in that next episode, where basically now they're going into like the haunted house, and not yet, but they're still trying to figure shit out. So they're back at the Wheeler's house. And I like how she just like kind of drew out like what she saw in her vis or when she was getting possessed. And it was like fragments and it seemed like, yeah, it was like fragments of that house, like I said. But then like when she was like, when she was drawing like those fragments, like her and Nancy actually brought that shit together. And that shit was actually pretty cool, bringing pictures together to like make a whole picture like that. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> something that they've done done before yeah 
with Will and stuff like that. Well, that yeah, because really they tight. did mention like, yeah, Will was the drawer <clears throat> in the family or um, the drawer in the friends. But I'm looking at headlines because I'm looking at technological advancements for Tra- Stranger Things season four. And I just came across an article from Men's Health that says everything we knew, know about season four of Stranger Things. Why is Men's Health writing about Stranger Things? Oh, I saw that too when I was looking up like the recaps. And they all, they, now they fucking do that shit. They do recaps for like television and movies. What the fuck? I don't know. It's men related. I mean, <laughs> it, okay, look. <laughs> I, I'm going back to this view. I mean, it's supposed to be about health. <laughs> it's in the name. Like Golden Craft Cast, we caught, we kept it general. We named it that because yeah. we knew we were going to shoot our fucking shot. They're just, they, they just, directions. no, like, like you said, they're also trying to shoot their shot too. So it's like they're trying to expand. That's them trying to expand. I ain't hating, but. <laughs> but it doesn't make just, sense. Y'all, with y'all the, just like, got to start a different media outlet. Yeah. But. I mean, I don't know. That's what happens if, like, you're going on too long. It's like, oh, men's health, this and that. Like, and then everyone gets bored and they say, like, oh, we got to bring something new to the table. So, you know, you bring, like, TV shows and pe- what people like or what men like, I guess. And it's just like, oh, that's going into some weird territories and shit. Yeah, just right, we're back in. another thing. Yeah. And coming back to, like, uh, where I left off. Sorry. Uh, Eleven wasn't in like the fourth episode, so we kind of had her missing. The only the last time we found her was like in the diner, and she left out with that one dude, and telling her she was gonna bring that um her powers back. And they go to that secret lab, and they call it Project Nina. And there was a whole story behind like the story of Nina. I forgot the context of that story, but I think it's about some lost lover. But, I don't know. If you really look into it, I think there's something meaningful there to having to bring those powers back. But, anyways. Freaking. Bringing it back. Have, yeah, exactly. Her powers are being brought back. And this is actually pretty painful because now she gets to see, like, fucking, um, what's his name? Brendan. Was it Brendan or Brender? Yeah, the doctor. The doctor. You like that scar makes him look really menacing. I mean, you if know? you put a scar on anyone, you look menacing. <laughs> he um, did something to deserve the scar. He did something. He goes to the HQ building. So yeah, we're continuing on Stranger Things, season four, volume one. Which is weird. <laughs> All right. You one thing that we didn't talk about is that. Will literally Will and Argyle and all them dug a body up. Yeah, this is yeah this is the last episode going into this one. Uh, that whole shit breaks loose at the house and the army breaks in. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, holy shit, they got a lot of budget for this to be able to do this. Yeah, shit. I was like, oh shit. And then it was kind of weird. Just like I didn't thought like Stranger Things would like go into the stuff, but it was like shaky camera. And that whole scene, it was like a one-shot, too. Where the fucking feds... Li- well, yeah, it was the feds. Literally, the feds going against the other feds. <laughs> Just, like, having to... It was like the good go cops and the bad guy. cops. And then they called fucking Argyle. And then this was like, 
We're like, oh yeah, man, like what's going on? And then you see them screaming like, hey, we gotta go, we gotta go. He's like, what, what's going on? Step on it. <laughs> like, we gotta go, man. He's like, he's so stoned and his reaction is just like, what, 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 like I'm so confused. Like, what, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? And then they just literally go, I mean, if I was stoned and I were to see that, I would have fucking freaked the fuck out, if anything. Because that's just fucking scary. And then literally that guy died. And <laughs> there's not much clues to give him down. And then, like, it was kind of weird the way he, like, oh, like, do like what number do we call? And then he gave him the pen. And nobody knew, like, what the fuck that meant. And then he just dies on the spot. And then it wasn't until, like, Will... I think it was Will that figures it out, like, oh, like, look into the pen. Like, why would he give us, like, a fucking pen that doesn't work? And then they look into it, and they found the number. And it was just like, oh, that's so... Covert. Covert. <laughs> Covert. Why would they give me a pen that doesn't write? <laughs> it doesn't even have ink on it. It's like, what the hell? Oh. But, I mean, that's, like, the whole difference, like, dynamic between, like, you know... Argyle and Jonathan being stoners or whatever and then like the unstoner guys is just like huh we really gotta think about this one and it's I don't know it's like it's like comedy and just like moving the plot forward like at the same time <laughs> I mean that's what I'm telling you like like you said you didn't expect Will to be a comedy relief but it's like when he gets together with Argyle it's like that chemistry it's like makes them both stoners yeah you know it's like uh, it's making reference to Cheech and Chong mm-hmm which they did make, uh, they did mention that in like the video store scene <laughs> where they're trying to figure out the the drug dealer that Eddie's uh, associated with. Which again, Eddie's like on the hideout still. Or I guess like they helped him I out already. I thought that was so funny how they used the database yeah. to look for the drug dealer, what the drug dealer might watch. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> a lot of movie references, but also like, <laughs> but oh, narrowing it down. About, like, like- yeah, what type of person that guy is just based on their, like, movie selections and shit. So this is like, a little bit of investigation going on right there. And it's, while being funny in the references, they're like... <laughs> I thought that was so funny, dude. And it was so smart. Yeah. And it was so cool to see the old computer like that. Yeah. I think about, like, the old video store I used to go to. And they had, like, their computers to check everything out and that's what it like, looked like that's exactly what they were looking at you know this is like oh they were just checking everyone's like history and shit i wonder what they were using what database like i think it's i think they made shit. up like their own database or they had like a 10 company like an comp- ibm like a, yeah like a third company set up like their own database it's yeah. like oh yeah you're all set we just have to explain it to them and this is how it works and this is our system so yeah yeah, you scan you c- you here and you go here. There's no way you could get hacked. You, it's really easy to start your own database. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like I would say it's like, you know, you could like code your own like website. If oh, by the way, you know how that was like a real number? Wasn't that like a real number that they put inside the pen? Was it? Well, I mean, it wasn't like a five 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 number. I think wasn't it like we a should try to call it? Maybe. I'll Maybe. call it right now on the podcast. Uh, yeah. If you get the number, I'll call it right now. Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. But okay, so I, I heard, the reason I say this is because Roxy said that she watched a TikTok that if Here you get go. the pizza from Walmart, 
The yeah. Surfer Boy Pizza. And you basically call the number that's on the back of it. It's Argyle. And you think like every phone number will lead to something. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like if they did that much for the pizza, what would they do for this? I don't know. We'll find out right now. What's the number? It is... Two 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 three 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 two 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 two. Uh, agent phone number. Agent. <laughs> I like how they just named him. Like, what do we call this guy? We don't even know his name. Agent guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. What? I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. That's racist. How's that racist? You know they have a podcast called "Is This Racist." There was a whole like comedic section that I used to watch that literally was called This Racist. But I forgot what show it was from. I already forgot what show it was from. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm just putting Stranger Things guys, agent guys number. Because that's literally what they call them. Agent guy. How's that racist? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You told me, man. What happens when you call the phone number in Stranger Things 4? What happens? So, Stranger Things. Something happens, right? Why is it calling that guy? It's given to... Oh, wait. This is from... It's given to Mike by one of... Yeah, this is the number right then. Bold. Okay, are we going to call this number? Yeah, go ahead and just call that number, man. It's a real number. I'm going to do it through my Google voice because I don't want anyone to call <laughs> Who knows? I'm going to take all my information. They're like, you've been subscribed to every fucking email ever. <laughs> all right. You are now part of the Stranger Things fan base all right, club. All right, 202-968-9000. We're really doing this right now. <laughs> 6161. All right, here we go. We're calling the Stranger Things number, the one that he got from the pen. This is exciting. We've never done this before on yeah. the podcast. Washington, D.C. It's kind of low, though. Hello? 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 Uh, what the hell? This is spooky, man. You know what I think it is? I think it's Morse code. Yeah. Hello? Marsh code definitely. Wow, that's a lot of thud. Gotta give up for the sound effects on this. Alright, we're good. <laughs> it just re- it started replaying it from the beginning, huh? Yeah, it's cool. So, this is another episode that references the internet once again. Um, oh my god, so. So, they take that number and they go over to Susie, which is Dustin's girlfriend that lives in Utah. 
And she basically hacks into the system. I wonder if you could use those tones to like hack into something. Maybe. Probably hack into someone's brain using those frequencies. What if they just hacked us, man? That's we're, so weird we're that we, dude, we actually <laughs> recorded we recorded that on the podcast, didn't we? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Hey. See that? We did something. Frequencies, <laughs> man. Now you're in it too. You're a part of it all. <laughs> but yeah, that was fucking freaky. Um Yeah, it felt it, like it was Morris code or something like that to it me. It probably is, man. I it was, yeah, that's what it sounded like. I think it's Morse code. We need to learn Morse code. You need to learn Morse code. You need to learn Morse code. Yeah, you'd yeah. probably be better at learning Morse code than I would be. I, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'll win it, Morse. I'll win it. Uh so, anyways. Final thoughts. Shut up. They go over <laughs> to freaking. <laughs> Final thoughts. Um, Manny's a cocksucker. Sergio's a cocksucker. <laughs> that's what he is. Idiot. Um, Yeah, they go over to Susie and get to meet her. She was one of like the last season, and nobody believed that Dustin had a girlfriend until like the end of it, and (laughs) they sang the fucking never ending. Uh, What is that movie called? (laughs) I never watched that movie as a kid. What? The never ending story. The never ending story. Yeah. yeah, I just know the song. I just heard about that song, but I never watched the movie. It's one of the most depressing movies of all time. All I seen that was depressing is that he loses his horse through like quicksand or some shit, and I was like, "That's all you need." Oh god, that's I all you watch, need. I don't want to watch that movie. Then I'm glad I didn't watch that movie as a kid. Yeah, but it, the story is amazing. It's okay, like the depressing part is like, oh my god, that's they, depressing. But it's like, it only it only is depressing. This is the good part. It's only depressing because that's how good the story is that you believe it. I suppose you're right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I'm going to watch it. I need to get inspired. (laughs) It's really weird. It's it's like an existentialist movie. They did mention that in the freaking... In the episode, too. It's true. It is. It's really like... Especially Argyle saying that. Just him. Again, he's not dumb. He just... He knows what he's... He... (laughs) He knows what he watched. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. He knew what he watched. And, yeah, it's definitely existential. Because he's a stoner, man. Yeah. Again, going into that darker uh, theme in this uh, season. <laughs> yeah, but Argyle lightens it up. And that's why he's a good guy. I hope he doesn't die. I hope he doesn't die. I don't think he's going to die. He's going to survive. He's going to kill Vecna. He's going to kick Vecna right in the nuts. That's my, That's my. you know. Yeah. Fucking that's what I think's gonna happen. Oh. That's my prediction. It's gonna kick Vecna right in the pineapples. Right in the pineapples. <laughs> and then <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> fucking him when he goes into the house in Utah where freaking um Susie lives at. He meets up with like that one girl. Freaking antenna. Yeah. She was fixing that antenna. But he meets up with that one girl, his sister. Oh and then yeah. they disappear like, and they're like like, where do they doing? go? And then they go into the van, and, and then she's all like, what is it smell like skunks, like a family of skunks out here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so cool how they yeah. did that whole thing of, like, him sneaking into the, like, all of them sneaking into the office. Yeah. 
Cause it, yeah, because literally the dad stole her computer, which kind of sucks. And then that whole elaborate plan was cool. It felt like... You know, I actually paused it when you see when the before the power goes off. Yeah. And he goes down there. I paused it to see, like, read what he was talking, like, what he was writing. And he was, like, writing, like, a, a letter, like, a prayer, like, a book. Yeah. About, like, uh, like his religion and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's Mormons, because he's yeah. known for Mormons. So they were literally talking, like, he was, like, yeah. writing stuff about. Yeah, literally, like, in that first episode, too, like, you get a glimpse of Susie. And then she's, like, hacking to, like, the Hawkins uh, High School, trying to, like, change the grades. And then she literally looks up at Jesus. He's like, I'll repent for my sins later. <laughs> and then you see her now. And she's kind of like, my dad found out what I did. <laughs> Feeling bad about that shit. But that's I pretty mean, badass. Yeah. You were able to do either, that. Yeah. Place. Either way, her having to like being like, I don't want to say repressed, but just like, you know, just handed down into that religion, but also like trying to be smart. It's like. It kind of brings like an interesting lifestyle and an interesting like dynamic in the way you have your upbringings, you know, because it's sort of like, you know, like they don't understand what you're about and you're you're way ahead of your time. And it kind of seems like Susie's like a person that's way ahead of your time because they literally like explain to the guys like oh like i'm using the internet and they're like what like what is that and they're like oh it's not gonna it's gonna be a big thing and then nobody like kind of believes her on that sense or she was trying to explain like the internet to them and they were just like what but no she said I don't think, worry about it but it's gonna change the world yeah. or something like that yeah so um i think another reference like i actually like kind of like read up about it um, I never watched this movie, but they do reference um, War Games, which is like a pretty much like a movie about like hackers or like something do something virtual, like during the the Cold War eras and stuff. And yeah, that shit was pretty cool that they were able to like again reference the future, and they're like ex- her having to explain like, oh, it's gonna be a big thing, but everyone's just like, what are you talking about? It reminds me of when I think about stuff like the only way <laughs> to get information about the inf- like internet and what was happening next back in the, those days was through magazines. Yeah. Popular Science. You ever read Popular Science? I seen Popular Science and I might have looked into it when I was younger, but I never like I don't think I understood it. I did. No, you didn't. I did. I looked at it. <laughs> I did. I tried. I tried as much as I could to understand it. If I didn't see a word that I understood, I would look that shit up. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm such a tech guy now. I used to read that oh. when I was little. Okay, so I just... The, the number that we called um, literally was the same number that they were trying to call. And it was literally the same sound effects from that episode. And it's Morse code. Yeah, I don't think they established that that was Morse code, but they knew it was from something. But no, I think she encrypted and then she basically gave him like a location. Oh, shit. and they gave him the coordinates for that shit. So yeah, in some sense, it was probably like not Morse code, but 
That's some pretty kind creepy. Of, some type of code, and she broke it down to like, oh, this coordinates lead to Nevada, where literally where Elle is at. So they're on their way there. Damn, they're gonna go get Elle and fucking gonna break her out of Nina. Out of Nina herself. <laughs> or Nina, what if, dude? You know, it'd be crazy if she like floats that whole bathtub ball thing and just like takes it out like yeah. blows it out of the fucking ground like i mean her ball. being in that fucking facility it's going into the next episode like everything's like psychological because you're literally going back into the past through her mind but not also going into her mind but also using like well it's recordings conscious and what it what it reminded me of is almost like black ops call of duty black ops where Which you had the, the <laughs> yeah the first one where you had all the tv screens and stuff around you and that's literally what it is um they made basically made a what what's that thing that the um sense the tank that she floats in it's um, there's a special word for it yeah i know what you're talking about, about all the time i, I don't know what it's talking you know yeah, what, yeah whatever that is a fucking t- floaty tank that floaty tank that you know <laughs> like, basically welcome to golden craft cast basically all the intellectuals like to go into that fucking tub and there's literally no sound just the water just yourself and it's like literally like fucking meditation in itself they call it a float tank yeah Oh my god, there's a lot of float tanks out there, bro. Jeez. Oh, no, I just looked <laughs> it up on there's like at least 3 or 4 different places near me that have them. That's Maybe you should do that. Maybe know. you should do that. I'll do that. I'll do it with um I'll take some edibles and do that. <laughs> Damn, that'd be tight. I'd be here. Or, shroom, or do it with shrooms. Yeah, it's all fun and games until you shit the tank. <laughs> hey, I went to a very progressive. But you notice, process. like, they put her on. They put like floaties on her, and she like has yeah. to like basically like she goes back into her past, but she sees these flashes and images from the TVs that are above her inside the tank. Yeah. It, well, they said that based on those memories, they have surveillance tapes on it, so they have recordings of that. That correlates with her memories. That's what they said. I remember them saying, having to say that. So that way, that's why they're able to like, you know, somehow connect that between her memories and like well, whatever they had audio. recorded. Yeah. So like when she's so going like, into into REM, because you could see her eyes go. Yeah. Yeah. So they're basically like monitoring her heart rate. And then just based on like what she's like imagining or dreaming of, like. You could see, like, she's going through. But you notice at the end of it, like, the doctor, he went, he was, like, second-guessing about choosing and showing it to her. Yeah. Which, in my mind, does, well, this is a question. Does it show empathy that he didn't want to show her the take? It's. Because he's a dick. Yeah. You know what it is? After just going through that, like, she does want her to get back her powers, and she does want it. But I feel like through him, it's like sort of like tough love. Like he's yeah. demonstrating like some sort of like tough love and also like the other doctors kind of being like passive about it and shit. Yeah. You know, um, 
another thing we didn't talk about, like just like another subplot, is like the whole shit going down in like Russia with Hopper and having I mean, to like look, go through his. That's what shit. I'm telling you because this whole that, like they put it as a volume, and when you watch it, they just separated it in episodes because that's it's like what little they have segments to do, here and there. Yeah, you know, like this is like. It, but it's nice because I think the reason they separated in those chapters because the name of each of each one of those chapters for that volume is a theme throughout the whole thing. For wow. like, for like, you instance, literally understand. For, for instance, the dive. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. Yeah, no, I know these things, man. I just. Yeah, I know. I'm I just, just saying, like, you just I, pointed out how like TV episodes are like structured. Yeah, just based on like the whole fucking um, title and then the title and then like what the you themes know, are about basically. But it's it's like no matter what box, like we talked about the boxes earlier, no matter what box these people were in, they were still experiencing something that affected a dive into water, whether it be uh, them going into Watergate, which is a fucking sick ass scene or them going into uh, the, the Nina tank, which, yeah. will, which would be 11. Right. Um. And also, it's episode six. Falling into the water, <laughs> falling in like Ed, Ed, like falling back into the water, and like, I mean, just them experiencing Watergate, like Watergate, and when they were getting them back in, bro. I just I lost my mind, bro. It was just so beautiful to see them pull that idea off of the upside down. To you know, bringing them back to the real world and how like Dustin was like, if my theory is correct. And then he throws <laughs> the fucking, the blanket up. That was, yeah, that was the last, yeah, that was literally the last episode. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. And then like he tugged on the blanket and it was just like, yeah. So you it's see like, the scene between like them. Ah, oh, dude, I want that on the t-shirt right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, just like that sixth episode, like, I mean, you're talking about dive. Like, there's definitely a lot of things going into, like, diving into the subconscious, diving into deeper trouble. Like, those are the things that are going into, like, that episode, you know? Because, again, I we kind of, like, um, not dismiss it, but we didn't sufficiently talk about, like, that whole, like, uh, subplot with, like, Hopper. And, you know, like, in Russia, him being in Russia was, like, its own journey itself. And I was trying to understand, like, what is he, like, leaning in more more towards and i'm thinking like about like let me tell you something he he feels like he's going he's punishing himself just being there and you get to learn like things think, that we didn't I think learn. what it is is yeah you get to lo- learn a lot about his past and like what he he thought about like well he explained he's like well i figured out that i needed them more than they needed me. yeah you know what i'm saying so he's like it's like a shroom trip for him yeah. It's like a terrible shroom trip, you know? But again, like, yeah, again, like, plans didn't go according to him, and then now he's facing the consequences. And you kind of seem like he's kind of ready for death. Like, he doesn't well, give no, a shit this no is more. the No, no, no. That's what he's acting as, as the prisoner. But deep down inside, look at all the things he's doing to try to survive. Literally having his ankle and his foot all fucked up so he could take the chain off. Oh, yeah, you're right. You and then the I'm fact saying? that he stole the lighter and then having to like exactly do that's all what that. I'm saying. Yeah. Like thinking about those aspects, deep down inside, he wants to survive. He wants ah. to be there. And then yeah, that's... When, when then and then he thought like, 
that was that's what clicked in his head. It's like, what if I can help L from in here? Cause I know what that fucking monster is. Yeah. And when he fucking speared him, oof, that <laughs> that shit was tight. And but that that was a that was a crazy part. Maybe that's why we didn't mention Hopper as much because I felt like Hopper's whole arc in that this volume and in this season was basically to kill the fucking demogorgon i no i think it's the exactly what i said just him having to like well that too yeah just like him having to like you know accept this and punish this himself in that sense well that's what i'm saying like there was a lot of psychological things going on in this season yeah and i feel like that added to it that added to the psychological aspect of you know and it's not only that i mean if you look like I'm, I'm like I'm telling you, like I, I like to look at when we talk about movies, when we talk about series and stuff like that, I, I don't see them as episodes, even though it's it's. I even mean, it's, prevalent, it's prevalent yeah, it's and you can acknowledge yeah. each episode for what it is within its own episode. But when you look at the broader picture of it and you see like the whole arc that he had within it, it's it is a psychological feel. And when you look at all the psychological things going on within this series, I mean, like we said, even the cheerleader in the very beginning in episode one was dealing with psychological issues. She she was already dealing with things. And, and if you think about who Vecna was going after was people with psychological issues. So they had trauma in their past. Exactly. So it was like, that so that it was like the, he was using that kind of as a base to jump off and i feel like that's a very good um kind of con well uh not contrast but a good comparative to like you know like demons in your mind yeah as soon as you fall i mean and this happens all throughout you know preteens and growing up and stuff like that yeah especially when if you're you going fall up. mentally if you fall down a well and you get yourself in those things and you keep sucking on those thoughts you can do damage to yourself right whether it be you know and that's why i feel like she wanted to go and talk to eddie and get some drugs and because maybe it's like it got to her mind that much that she felt like she needed something to wipe it away right and maybe that's why like psychologically speaking that's why i feel people would do things like that um, is which to, I felt that was kind of a stupid move because if you're gonna trip, you're gonna hallucinate, and then some of those demons are gonna surface. Uh, which I mean, from based on our experience, we know that's gonna happen. But like when you're young, you're just like that's gonna wipe it all away. But it's not really gonna do any difference, really. Yeah, and I mean, but that's I, that's a whole thing. And then you yeah. see like also the 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 psychological trip that this is a very important one but no one really acknowledges it because it wasn't all trippy and crazy but um the black kid um lucas lucas yeah when he's playing with uh the basketball team and everything like that one he's the only like he's one of the only black kids he's like him and one other guy are the yeah, only black kids some, on the team actually it's him and some other guy and i think there's another there's like three black people in that and seeing it from that perspective is like he was the one uh the other guy on his team was the one that was getting hit or something like that you're right he's the one that actually got uh killed the other guy got killed exactly and And, and like 
you think kinda, it would be better, but it would just made things way worse. Well, I mean, like, the only reason I bring that up is because you really see him kind of struggle in the situations of being, representing that person in the in the team. One, being the freshman. Right. Two, having the struggle between, you know, having um, friends that are nerds and geeks and people that would be considered demon or Satan worshippers as your friends. Uh, very much in, like, the antisocial sphere. And then seeing them deem as, like, you know, the bad ones. But also trying to be part of the main click. Yeah. You Going know? more into the mainstream as opposed it's, to it's like that duality that I feel is really important yeah. in, but in you this. could also see like Lucas does care about them. Cause he literally does like freaking, um, uh, I think it's when he was going into like that one secretive, like part in, uh, in the forest, he literally runs away. And he warns them that, or oh, like freaking, yeah, him and his cronies that, are actually coming for you. So you know, there's still initiative. And still I mean, that's like when he went back and started. That. that I mean, so he's splitting between like those two cliques, really. I think after that, he kind of made his choice to stick back with Max and all of them. Yeah, he knows how that's a good choice because he knew that <laughs> they needed him. You know, yeah, because he's still essential to that part. And it's part. like, but the thing is, is like, you know, I felt like he wanted to be part of the in crowd and stuff like that, maybe. But that's a whole piece about it. It's like that's a Breakfast Club vibe. Yeah, you know. But the like, it's it's. I think it's really cool that they pointed the light on kind of the psychological side of Stranger Things and real people like within daily lives and what they have to deal with. You know. Right. It's it's uh. It makes sense. It makes sense to take it in that direction, and you're kind of speaking up about things in a way too. You know, yeah, especially about trauma and stuff, which is pretty relevant in today's like uh, media. And exactly. Stuff, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it was written for a reason and they they definitely hit on some very strong points as far as psychological help and, you know, what people need and what people go through, no matter what your mask is kind of deal. Yeah. You know, it's dealing with the high school masks. It's dealing with um you know, uh, the friends kind of splitting up and going their own different directions. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also talking about like the psychological aspect to it of all, um, again, they do make that reference to like Nightmare on Elm Street, um, which of course, like Freddy Krueger does get into like their psyche and does attack them like based on their, like the worst fears. But also like, I think, Stranger Things also like kind of grounds that concepts as well, and having to like go down into like that deeper hole of like every like targeting them on what their worst fear is, and based what they have they have done in the past and what makes them feel shitty about it. Mm -hmm. Because we also got Fred having to talk about like oh, you left him to die, and they're referencing to like I think season three, which like. I was kind of confused by that, but I'm pretty sure, like, he was talking about, like, the season three, like, mall fire, because he left him to die, and then this and that, and then also going into, like, uh, we're going into that final episode, which Nancy confronts, like, Vecna, um, thinking, like, okay, well, we're going to get out, but at the last minute, like, fucking Vecna gets to Nancy, and yeah, I actually felt very excited about it. 
because they did reference like they went back to like um her friend from the first season uh i forgot her name <laughs> but that first that yeah that um girl's name like we've been talking about her like we've been having like theories we've been talking about like what happened to her and literally she gets brought back in this season not like physically but knowing like oh like she died in that pool because you had sex and then you know like without like watching over her kiss she actually like get, she gets grabbed by a demigorgon or whatever and like she gets killed and then that's the trauma she has to like uh face and it's like very deep in her you know it's crazy because like they brought it back they yeah. totally brought it back. Yeah, because a lot of people have been asking, like, what happened to her? Is she going to be a villain or not? And he's like, no. That's her trauma, and that's what's being brought back. Just based on what you have done in the past. And, of course, this last episode, it's like an hour and 40 minutes, is talking about, like, literally the past, mm-hmm. you know? And then making references to, like, season one again, like, hey, I know, like, this is, like, your house, or, and we need to get over to, like, the next portal, but do you happen to have bikes? And then you're just like, ah, oh, they bikes. That was so dope. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of bringing, bikes, uh, right? bringing yeah. yeah, bringing that back. And it's just like, okay. Well, aside from, like, the trauma in the past, you also get, like, you know, all the good shit from there and using that to your advantage to, you know, <laughs> move ahead. Duality. If you will. Duality. Yeah. And I it's mean, duality. and that's what a, that scene where they're in the upside down and they're in the real world. Yeah. And they're both pulling on that thing. It's, that is yeah. real. That is really what this season is about. It's about that duality. Because think about it. You have these good people in like a really, really bad dimension. That would be like yin and yang, right? Yeah. Like good people, bad dimension. <laughs> and then on the other side, you have good dimension, but the shit that they're involved with and all the things that they're doing and trying to save, it's like, I don't I don't want to say bad people because they're not bad people, but it's like the shit that they're involved with, it's like it's opening that portal to that dark dimension. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, There's always that uh, saying that, Everyone has, like, a bad and a good side. And the way they say it's, like, um, I think it's, like, from Native American culture. Like, you have a bad wolf and a good wolf. And they say, like, oh, like, who wins? And the answer is, like, whoever you feed the most. So it's always, like, okay, well, whichever you gravitate more or you happen to, like, you know, lean in your your energy towards, it's, like, that's what becomes you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I always love that like saying and I'm always I just like, always have that. liked wolves. I always like wolves too. I don't know why. Wolves and duality. I don't know why. I love them. But I always like wolves. I always thought they were really nice. <sighs> really beautiful, vicious creatures. <laughs> Especially the Mexican you know what I'm wolf. Oh. Here we go about the Mexican wolf. I <sighs> I don't know. It's leaning more into my favorite like animal of all times. There you go. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so, I mean, kind of going back. Another thing I want to touch on, the Russian guard. 
good actor. Good, guy's a good actor. Yeah, even though he's a fucking scumbag, but you kind of see like a little bit of a humanity towards him, cause cause he has a kid. I think no, I think the other guy has a kid. Yeah, so the Russian guard, the the cheater, the. Well, Wait, does he cheater. have a kid? Because I only remember the pilot, the pilot guy that they bring in. No, no, no. This that he guy, said he, he has, has a family. Own. He has a mother. He has mother will bring me back on Lego, and then she would be proud of me. <laughs> Dude, that they bring that whole peanut butter thing in. Jif was Jesus big back Christ. in the eighties, especially in Russia because they didn't they banned Jeff for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Who knows, man? Oh, I think it's because of Jimmy Carter. I think peanuts. The peanut. The no pe- peanuts. The peanut president. It's <laughs> like, we're going to buy all this peanut butter so Jimmy Carter can make money. <laughs> wow. He really was like the most underrated president that even Russia would support him. <laughs> That's crazy, man. He's all like, he was the good president until Reagan, Reagan came in. But look. Reaganomics. Check this out. <laughs> Top What's things up? about this series, like dualities. And then also, wait, we didn't even talk about a big thing like the horror movie aspect, right? Yeah. The Freddy Krueger, we had the actual Freddy fucking Cougar was himself. in this series. But he was the and victim then, But himself. we also have shots of a lake very reminiscent to. Right, the 13th. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Camp Crystal it. Lake, you know what I'm saying? So like, I just like that they brought these two kind of aspects into yeah. the series. And played around with the environments and used them as a really strong point for each of them. I mean, you could see the the Freddy Kruegerness when you see Vecna walk down the stairs with his big long fingers yeah. and stuff. I, like that. I think just the concept of um, the kids being killed while they're being possessed or like in a dreamlike state it, that was very Freddy Krueger like. Mm-hmm. The Friday the Thirteenth is just like the fact that they even live in a lake and the fact that. Um, I don't think there's any other connection unless I missed it, but yeah, that's actually a very strong point. But just having to like bring back, just mention Watergate and then them having to find a portal in the water, I, I think that's like a reference itself, really. But it was definitely cool having to like go into the upside down. Go into the upside down. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, like, the grandfather clock, all that scenery and the artwork that they did when they were in the other world, and, like, when you see Max running away and stuff like that, that shit was dope. I mean, I I told Roxy, I kept saying it, like, because we were watching it together, and, like, I kept watching it, and I kept looking at all this stuff, and I was like, dude, this is so sick. This is so sick how they're doing this. I will say that there's definitely, like, a progress, um... Uh, let me just mention this first. When basically like Eddie goes into the upside down after they explain it to him what happens. That was his first time there. Also, I think for Ramen as well. And him having to see it for himself is just like, fuck, like mind boggling. But I mean, so aside from that, it was just like them knowing about the upside down more than they did in the season in the first season because uh, going to that point. Well, when he went into the upside down, like we never, we never, we don't get to see like his whole journey, but you can guess like he didn't know what to do. But now knowing about the upside down with like the older kids, they know like, okay, we know how to communicate 
based on like what happened in the past. One thing I noticed too was like, you know, using when those they lights. Go, when, well, when they go into that flashback sequence, yeah, and the flashback sequence was a big part we didn't talk about. That shit was dope. When he basically tells the whole story of the uh, Creoles and stuff like yeah. that. You know what? Like just. Because it also connects like Eleven's well, plotline in his ex- memory. Exactly, exactly. It all goes back, and it's like out. he's yeah. literally number one. You know, so yeah. like, um, did you knew ahead of time? Well, no, was... no, I didn't. But what really? what I noticed is like I suspected he was. I mean, always I number one. I suspected there was something weird about that guy. Yeah, I suspected there was something up with the guy, but I didn't I didn't notice it until like he brought her down there. I was like, okay, he's number one. That's when I. That's when I realized when he brought I, her into the boiler when he room and he yeah. and and she took that thing out of his neck. Yeah. That's when I knew. Oh, he's one. I like you know. I start to realize that when like um, remember she she was trying to put the ball in like number three. Yeah. And then she was talk. He, he went down to talk to her and kind of like gave her a little bit of a not a pep talk but just like a little bit of guidance. Yeah. And she said like you remind me of someone. And then he talks about one. I was like. I think he's one. Yeah, and then he like he basically was giving her all these hints to like, but the reason he was and and uh, that was one of the questions like why would he train her almost and guide her on how to use her powers if he was trying to go against her or whatever. I, but this is why, because he wanted to make sure that this is what I think. Okay, I feel like the reason he was trying to train her was to train her enough to do what she did and get the thing out of his neck. Right. As soon as he would get, it was like, she just needs to know enough and have enough power to get the thing out of my neck. Yeah. And once that thing's out of my neck, all hell breaks loose. It's going down. You know what I think? I think he was just trying to bring her in the same side because he said, like, okay, obviously, I'm one, I'm the best that there is. Eleven, like, he, like, um, Brenner actually sees her as, like, you know, the next best thing. Yeah. So if he brings her on to their side... They're on the same team, and it also brings a very important movie, Return of the Jedi, for Star Wars. Because the whole t- part of that movie is Darth Vader having to bring Luke Skywalker over to the dark side. And when he explains, like, oh, like, his side of the story and his motivation, she literally says, no, I'm literally good. Despite all the bad shit that has happened to me, I will not go to the dark side. So I definitely got a lot of that vibe of having to like, you know, you find your mentor, you get to see like what he's about. But at the end of the day, I'm not a bad person. Yeah. And that's when you discover like her flashbacks are actually like a misdirection. This whole time it wasn't like her. She didn't kill the kids. It was actually like one that killed the kids, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's what, that's what's really cool about how they play it out. Cause that's what I said earlier is like they really mess with the viewer's perspective because you're only getting subtle hints about her past memories. Yeah. And it's pretty trippy when you see her the like the little version of herself. Yeah. It was trippy, right? Yeah, it was really trippy because, again, it's going into that territory where it's like, you know, you could de-age someone or you could like, you know, have a clone of someone digitally and make them younger or older if you want them to be. Dude, it's going off the wall now. Yeah. And you know, um, Elle actually, well, that's not her name, but she actually directed the little girl. She was being a director on that part. Really? Oh, I thought she did the motion capture for that. 
No, she actually was guiding the little girl. Yeah. And like directing her. Huh. That's that makes sense. If anything, just like oh, just being like the older teacher teaching the younger one, which yeah. it goes into the context of like you know one having to guide eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Dynamics. Um, ending part to kind of finish it off. Okay. The revelation of it all. I mean, when she breaks apart one and sends them into the dimension, is that? the first instance of the doctor knowing that their telekinesis can open worlds. I think he always suspected it, but they wanted him to like get at that point. And I think 11 was like the best intention. Cause I think that was the whole point of them having to duel each other when mm-hmm. they were like trying to push each other off. But why would they want to open a dimension? Why would they want to open they, a portal? Again, going into season one, the whole point of the laboratory is to like use that um, tentacolesis to spy over to the Russians to open the portal to another side, possibly going into like different world, but also going back into, into Russia? like that. It's. Again, it's like uh, it's a version of their world, but not really. But if they were to be in that world, they could like be anywhere in the world and use that technology to spy and get in. uh, Teleport themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I think so. Talk about the real things here. (laughs) Right. All right, man. What do you got? Sip on this. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Um, Let's just go into final thoughts real quick and then, yeah. I thought that was a final thought. No, that was us like breaking down the last part. Uh, what's of your the... final thought? Listen, Stranger Things has always been like the greatest nostalgic and best like not an homage to like like the eighties movies. Because recently we've been having like that nostalgia to go back in time to like the better times, even though it wasn't. And to be honest, like if you know what the word nostalgia is is actually an old wound from the past and they're definitely bringing this into the new season and i'm glad they're not like sugarcoating and really bringing it down to its core and having like you know again referencing to like the harry potter series where it started off less light and then going into a mature rating like i feel like they're definitely doing a smart move and definitely going in the right direction as uh making this show like, um, just like right there of like one of the best shows of all times, you know, like you just got to know what you're making and just follow through what's best for it. Like when it comes to it, like filmmaking and just TV production is about making decisions based on like what direction you want to take it. And definitely like Stranger Things has done the best direction of knowing where the show's going. So, I mean, that's my final thoughts on that. I think that they got money. (laughs) They definitely got got money money based on trust. And they used the Pixar fucking recipe for this, okay? You know what the Pixar recipe for making something that's lovable Mm -hmm. is? Do you know what it is? And I think about this when I watch Stranger Things because I read this before I watched season four was the best way to make something that everybody loves is to mix something 
familiar with something new. Right. That's exactly what Stranger Things does. Every single episode. It's something familiar and something new. Honestly, I feel like that's what they were trying to bring, like, those two elements they were talking about. Whenever they bring back movies, like, whether it's Star Wars or, like, reboots. Something familiar, something new. Exactly. Think about, I mean, The Last Jedi. Real fucking off topic right now. But, like, if you think about it, like, what is what is familiar about Star Wars? Well, one, you have the past characters, the ones from before. But you also have something familiar, which is bringing in new characters. Right. That's the familiarity of all the Star Wars movies. You get to see all these different characters. Boba Freak. Right? He was way off. He was a new character. Yeah. And what do we get in Stranger Things? Something familiar, the eighties. Fucking all of, of all of this nostalgia that you speak of. Yeah. But we're getting something new. We're getting a new twist on Freddy Krueger. We're getting a new twist on Jason. You know, we're getting a new twist on Spicoli. You know? Yeah, that modern twist uh and, alternate version well, of that. Well, no, yeah. it's it's an alternate version. And what it what it's doing is it's putting it in 4K. It's making it fucking <laughs> beautiful to the eye. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the amount of work that these guys put into the sets, the, the virtual sets. And when they go into the upside down and all the all the detail that they put into the every single aspect of this show is just on point. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of people working together to make something like this. Some people are saying, oh, Stranger Things is not going to save Netflix. Netflix is Netflix because of Stranger Things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cre- yeah. Creative freedom is that. And it, as long as there's still people at the top that are giving that big ass chunk of money and creative freedom to people that deserve it, then Netflix is going to keep on going, but they need that leadership to do it. This is, this is, this, this is a great show and everybody knows it, but why is it some, why is it a great show? Because we're getting something familiar and something new. Exactly. (laughs) You know? And, but, but that's what I'm saying is like, that's what I'm starting to find. I'm starting to like break all this shit down psychologically. I'm like Ar- Argyle, bro. It, I'm a fucking Toronto stoner something. guy on the outside, yeah. but in the inside, uh, subconsciously and perceptively, I'm looking at a lot of these shows now in a different light, especially when each of them have a different runtime. Yeah. Why, why does each episode have a one hour, two hour mark? It's weird, right? It's freedom. Exactly. Yeah, it's the trust that they, they have with them. They don't care about, you know, they know that it's going to be a banger. So do what you want. I promise you, it's worth it. Right. Bam. That's what we need in this world. Those are our final thoughts. Wait, let me ask you this. The way that you describe yourself, like, you know, I'm this on the outside and this on the inside. Um, I think about, like... <laughs> This is kind of a little off topic, but I think about like the band Tame Impala, and I kind of thought for a long time why it was called like that. They're tame on the inside, but as an Impala, it's an animal that's like very berserk, but yeah. that's them on the inside. So I don't know. I just wanted to make that 
point because uh, that's not what I'm talking about at all. No, <laughs> that's how you described it, but that's how I just like understood it, you know, because no. that may seem like there's again going back to duality. Like you might might think like you know I'm this on the outside, but on the yeah. inside I'm like completely different. Yeah, well I mean Deeper, yeah I mean it's yeah I mean the, I think the, a lot of people is, are like I mean that. but this Everyone's is the like thing that, is actually. like. This is the thing about this show that I haven't had in a lot of my life is this is a show that I've grown up with after I've taken film classes, after I've learned how to analyze, you know, a film or show like uh, after learning how to analyze something and like doing it a couple of times and then going into and actually learning and watching the show progress, you're analyzing its progression and it's like. But you still have to enjoy it, obviously, as a show. It's a show, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, me being the person that I am, I'm looking at it kind of in that, you know, what did it take to get to this point? Yeah. And it takes great fucking writing, and it takes that mix. Something. Yeah. You know? I, I want to make uh, this little tidbit on the writing, but Stephen King actually, like... um. He gave me thoughts on like this recent uh, uh, season because, of course, he's, uh, Stephen King actually was a big influence for this series. And he said it's awesome. It's cool. But he says, like, why does it have to be two parts? And then the on Twitter, like the writers actually had their own like account and hmm. they, you know, responded back, say like, oh, uh, sorry, Uncle Steve. Like, you know, we're trying our best. and We're trying to finish this up. So, you know, just uh Thank you for your feedback, thinking that it's awesome. And yeah, we did make that um, carry <laughs> reference in there. So thank you for that. You know, so it's yeah. like sort of like, you know, that inspiration from like the old masters. And then, you know, this writers having to be inspired. I, I by think that. I'm going to like, I think I'm going to pick up, you know, I I'm going to get it. I'm going to read the original it because I used to ahead. read it. When I was a freshman year in high school, bro, I used to read that shit. But that's 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 what I'm telling you. Have you seen the actual book? It how big it is? Yeah, it's pretty. It's big. fucking huge. Yeah. It's like this. It's fucking, bigger than your t- Harry like Potter films. Fucking, it's it's literally the four volume pack. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Harry Why Potter. Why don't you just movie. get the Audible for it? No, because I like. <laughs> I mean, when I was in when I was a freshman, man, they made me read. You know. So you're gonna read. They made me fucking read. I, I thought you were just more like an audio guy. So no, I, I mean, like it depends. It depends. I can do audio right. too, but you know, if I have the time to read, I'm gonna fucking read. Yeah. But I, I think that I've I, done I, both, I need to, actually. I, I just haven't. You know, that's what I'm saying. Horror writing is a lot different, and especially when you're doing this kind of writing for an age range, you you have certain blocks and certain limits, mm. but it's all within the lines. And I think that's what's cool about Stranger Things. Like they're yeah. keeping it modest they're keeping it 80s they're, bro they're keeping you a, know what i'm saying yeah they're, they're keep, keeping it goonies no they definitely right but you're keeping both demographics yeah it's horror and suspenseful but at the same time it's light and kind of fun with the duality of, yeah a lot of the 80s movies is about that if you look at at et um it's actually like i think it's 30th anniversary no it's 40th yeah Oh man, I could talk yeah, about Stranger Things all day. It's, yeah, man. it's worth anniversary. It, and it has some like scary elements, but also it's like kind of fun. So it's yeah. just like going into like that territory and shit. So we got to sip on this. Sip on this. Uh, sip on this. You got something? I got something. 
What do you got? So, uh, I, I didn't mention this before, but I always wanted to. Um, so, Apple Plus actually has a series that I actually want to be. The Jurassic Park when you it was called. No, it's what is not it called? called Jurassic Park. It's called Prehistoric um, Planet, which is basically like it's. It's like basically the treatment of um, Planet Earth. Planet Earth, but with dinosaurs. And honestly, when he said like that, he's like when he, when you said that to me, I thought like, oh, it's like a joke kind of deal. No, it's not a joke. What the? But f- it, uh, why would that be a? Joke? I don't know. It was just like I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know because kind of, sometimes Planet Earth is like a joke. No, it's not. You fucking <sighs> never mind. This guy really loves like planet Earth, like literally like our whole, our whole emphasis on like um, starting Golden Craft Run was like we gotta beat the planet Earth of beers, planet Earth baby. <laughs> this guy's kind of like degrading. No, him. but it's serious. It's serious though because like. But it is serious because they're using like a lot of footage and literally manipulating the editing to tell a story of like the natural world and then also like you know prehistoric planet they can manipulate it a little bit further because like this like this literally these creatures don't exist so basically so they have Sergio's to saying is he's gonna get apple he's gonna no i already apple did it i already watched it <laughs> <laughs> you're stupid no nah, bro you watch it i want to get it no me, give me the code i want to watch it i Bro, I'm gonna Beep. I'm gonna have to cancel. <laughs> no, actually, if you if if you subscribe through like an Apple Plus supported device, you uh-huh. can get three months free. PS4. That, that's your that's your sip on this. That's my sip on this. Actually, it's really awesome, and the CGI is way better than Jurassic World. I bet. Um, VFX from NPC, uh, motion picture company. It's they're the visual effects company that behind Jungle Book and um, The Lion King. And executive produced I feel by like they fucking put a lot of time executive into, produced by John Fabro. I feel like yeah, there we go. Yeah, I feel like they put a lot of time into making the models too, and making them like two actual Bro, like like this. Psych- what I was impressed like, was like the skin texture. scientific. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the skin they texture made it was to like, like scientific standards. You know, and at the end of the episode, they tell you like, oh, we have all the scientific proof of what yeah. you watch or what you witness uh-huh. on our official online mm-hmm. website so go check it out <laughs> so yeah there you go. go check that and out and if you sign in on the apple device you get a free <gasps> you get a free three months three months there you go three months um my sip on this is <clears throat> a new game that my first game on the pc that i played first game on the pc and it's a little bit twilighty but it's freaking cool and it's called blood hunt and it's free on the PS5 and the PC. And it's basically like um, it is Battle Royale, but it has a twist because you're a fucking vampire and you get powers and you get to jump from building to building. And it's not all open like Apex and shit. There's like buildings and shit in between everybody. So there's borders everywhere. So like the only way you can really fight people is if like you're up on rooftops and looking at them and shit and your shot has to be really really fucking good to do it and on top of that like um there's like a bunch of chests there's loot that you can grab like high-powered weapons and stuff like that there's duos and there's trios i believe and there's solos and then you can customize your character like indefinitely pretty much they're coming out with more and more updates and they coming out with 
new different styles of vampires so like there's different tiers of vampires so there's like the brute vampire and then there's like the sneaky necromancing vampire that's actually one of them and then he throws like this sewage fucking bomb and it blows up it's fucking dope the graphics are dope really fast paced game when it gets down to it um not focused on looting so much a little Fortnitey, not gonna lie because you just auto pick up kind of stuff and but really fucking dope because it's like a dark version of Fortnite, which i like there you have it's it it's not lame like for it's dark, not all cartoony it's like fucking the dope. mature Fortnite of our ages no it's like a goth Fortnite. <laughs> Uh, That's what it is. It's fucking cool, though. It is cool. Something in the way. Something in the now. Wow, I literally said the words right. <laughs> no. You know what we it's need to sing? It's something in the way. I don't know what we're doing. Anyways. I keep running up that hill. I'm glad you tuned in despite our nonsense. Up Thank you for this. We really talked about a great series, Stranger you know Things. Catch us at, baby, Golden Craft Cast on IG. I think I'm gonna do something with this now that things are opening up. We're at the bars. I think I want to go live with Golden Craft Cast and maybe do some segments out in the bars, out with the people. You know what I'm saying? Keep posted on it our could, IG. It could be with Manny. It could be with me. It doesn't matter. We're out there, and we wanna. Keep spreading the love, baby. Spread the word. Spread our freaking love for the beers. Yeah, so any any of your breweries, let us know. We'll come on down and show you around town. Oh, they'll show us around town. Yeah. That's what we want to see. We want to see how the beer's crafted. We want to see how it takes to be a... We got a neon beer hug tonight. And also... A Frogtown Kinky Blonde. Kinky Blonde. This is Golden Craft Does Craft Cast with Sergio and Manny. Good night and good luck. Uh huh. Strange indeed. <laughs>